Kia ora, e tihoa, me te whanau. Welcome, friends and family, to the Candid Kiwi podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and I am the Candid Kiwi. Kia ora and welcome to episode 31. This has been a long time coming. I know it's been a couple of months, guys, and in this episode I explain where I've been and why. And I'm sitting here in my podcast room and it has been overtaken with all of Drew's stuff. And so I said to Drew, I'm going to go in and record my podcast. He's like, oh, it's like really messy in there. And so I did a little bit of cleaning, but it still looks pretty bad. Anyway, it turns out when I'm not doing podcasting a couple of times a month, Drew decides that he's going to put all of his stuff in here. So I better start stepping it up and start having guests in here and start working hard on my podcast again so that he can put all of this stuff everywhere. He's got this massive shop, massive shop, (laughs) and he chooses to put stuff in here. It's like, dude, you have so much stuff, but... Whatever, technically this is part of his shop too and should be a shower and a washroom so I shouldn't complain too much I guess because I've overtaken it with my podcasting. But I told him if he wants this room back he needs to build me another podcast room so this is it. I'm grateful to be back and hopefully I'll do a better job and in this episode I talked to you about, like I said, the trips that I've been on, I decided to work, I have three teenagers now, I talk a little bit about that, talk about the beginning of school, school started again, as well as mountain bike season and things are busy and I don't want them to be busy, I know that they shouldn't be busy, they should be less busy but just between me and my kids and my husband things are busy there's four kids and they all have lives and friends and sports and school and feelings and then there's a house and shopping and dinner and washing and cleaning study I read a book the other day I was so stoked about that I haven't read a book and I didn't even want to tell you guys it's crazy my problem is I can only read one book at a time and so this one book I was reading I can't find And so I was kind of paralyzed to reading another book. And I'm like, you know what? I'm allowed to read another book. And so I read another book and it was epic. And I think I'm going to keep reading books. I've got a knitting project that's halfway done that I need to pick up again for our cute friends that are having a baby. So I don't know, guys. It's kind of being a mess. But I talk about it with you in this next episode. So I'm grateful you're here. I'm sorry it's been so long. I hope that you love it. It's just me. So if you don't love me, you're not going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. Kia ora, welcome to episode 31 with me. Like I said in the intro, it's been a while, so I apologize for that, but this episode is supposed to be me playing catch up with what it is that I've been up to and why I've been absent for a couple of months. It's been really hard to be able to keep up with the podcast, especially with how much stuff is going on for me. There's nothing in particular, nothing bad is going on or anything, so that's good, so you don't have to worry about that. It's just a lot, 
And so my last podcast was with my mother and it was awesome. And if you haven't listened to it, you need to listen to it. It'll be totally one that you love. It was, I don't want to say it was one of my favorites, but it kind of was because it's my mum. Because I've loved everybody and believe in everybody that has told their story on here. I had, like I said, I had no idea about most of those stories. And so just for Melissa, that particular story from my mum was awesome. And I can't wait to have her back to be able to have her tell her other parts. So that was back in June. And now it is September, the beginning of September. So what on earth happened July and August? Well, life kind of happened. And I know that you understand what I mean by that. And it just was really hard for me to be able to keep up. And I initially did really well by doing two podcasts a month. And I can't believe that I thought I could do one podcast a week. I just can't. I listen to a couple of other podcasts and I know that they just show up and do their thing with a little bit of study before, but everything else is taken care of, like organizing the guest and doing all the editing and making sure things are right. And that is just not me. For me, I have to sometimes organizing the guest and especially one that's overseas and getting them to a time that they can come and be with me and me be with them and is really, really tough. Some people are super busy, plus with the time zone and stuff, and it's just really hard. Sometimes it takes me two weeks just to be able to coordinate them and then I have to talk to them and write down questions and it's just the whole thing and there's just no way I could do that every week by myself with everything that's going on in my life with my four kids and coaching and everything and so just being able to put out a podcast in the last two months has felt near impossible well basically impossible because I haven't done it right and so I haven't so I just haven't and now things have calmed down a little bit to a point where I can come and be and I had ideas of what I wanted to talk about in my next episode but life just happened so I'm still here I'm still podcasting I still want to do it I still have tons of people that I want to have on to share their stories I still think it's important I still love it I still want to be a part of it but the problem is is that it's just me and I'm a mom and I'm a wife first and a podcaster you know down the line a little bit and I just I just couldn't keep up so nobody seemed to have really said anything though so I think everyone's probably had a busy summer and I don't think anyone's missed me too much right and so now we're back in action we can try and hopefully start again in the fall I have over this July August break I now have three teenagers so that is crazy right and no one could have prepared me for those teenage years and I've talked about it before but just having three teenagers is crazy and they're all so different they're all so different I have one that doesn't really like to talk about their feelings at all and they kind of shut us out and so being able to connect with that teenager is being a full-time job to be able to create trust and love and to be able to cre- create an atmosphere where they know that they can come to us and, and that we're there for them no matter what. I have another teenager that loves my opinions and ideas and always asks for my help and finds out that 
with my help and with their father's help, it actually helps them. And so what a stark difference it is to have one teenager that, and I don't know if it's fear of disappointing us or, I mean, it's just this big thing that we've worked through to try and figure that one out, you know, but and it's nobody's fault, it just is, right? Everyone comes the way that they come and then you hopefully nurture them into a safe zone to where they can be their most authentic self, right? And that's what our job is as parents is to be able to do that and to try and navigate that and and figure out how to do that, especially in the teen years where they are starting to form their own opinions fiercely, which is awesome. And then where do you come in on that and loving them so much and wanting them to be who they are which isn't you which is fine too and then just the emotions that they have guys teenagers have so much emotions and I don't think it's just my teen I think all teenagers have emotions just some of them keep them locked down and lock and key and you don't see them and others of them don't but they all have a swirling amount of emotions inside of them and so with that it's hard for me as an empath not to get pulled into those emotions and feel that on a deep level that is healthy for me and I have I mean there's been summer crushes and it's so funny and so sweet and then there's been trying to figure out because school started and so trying to figure out school and my other teenager is so different as well and so powerfully emotional and trying to regulate that and try to figure that out as all three of them are so different in so many different ways that it pulls me to be able to try and figure out what I need to be for that particular teenager and as a mom who wants to be a good mom it's hard to try and regulate what that looks like and what to give that particular teen and one thing that I know for sure a hundred percent is the best mom I can be is a mom who is working on herself so a mom that loves herself, believes in herself, trusts herself, and who is stable in that area. Now, is that me? No. But it, am I striving to be more like that? Absolutely. Am I doing a better job? Yeah, totally. Do I mess up? Yep. But as I learn to love myself completely, I am a better mother to those children. But... Like I said, it's hard for me not to take on board their emotions when they're happy and sad and me not take that on board. So I'm still trying to figure that out. I was just talking to my sister-in-law about it, actually. The beginning of school has brought different things. One of my teenagers had somebody talking smack about them at school and, oh, listen, if you can just not have any girlfriend and boyfriends, that'd be great. But that's not how it works out. You know, my kids... They like the opposite sex and they, that's just the way it goes. And there's life lessons to be learned from that, right? And my youngest, she she had a little bit of a rough go at it at school. She had some boys who were calling her a loser and, and making fun of her body. And you know oh, what kind of trigger that is for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> if anyone makes any kind of comments or fun about my kids' bodies, then it's really hard not to want to punch somebody. And so, fortunately, she's with an amazing teacher who is looking after and things are okay now, you know, and she's doing all right. But it's been a slight rough go at it, actually. I've had one child uh, have two meltdowns, huge meltdowns. <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out the balance between school and sports and how to fit everything in plus friends it's rough out there guys <laughs> and so just and this is my only shot that I get to be their mum through these years you know and so if I have to put my podcast on hold for a couple of months then I'm gonna have to do it and I know that you understand and you get that July and August I had work and so I decided to work during the summer. It was the first time I've consistently worked in years. I have not consistently worked on a daily basis in a very long time, a couple of decades. And so I taught mountain bike camps for the city every week from nine till 12 and I had the kids come with me Yuki worked with me and she did an amazing job and Takeshi and Emiko would come with me depending on who I was teaching that week and it was every day every week almost apart from a couple and while it was good money to help us pay for our tickets to New Zealand at the end of the year I don't know if I want to work that much The privilege of being able to have enough money, right? I don't want to sound ungrateful because I'm completely grateful. Please know my heart when I say this, but it was a lot. And I kind of wanted to do more in the summer, like maybe go on more hikes and do stuff. But when it came to going to work every day, then those plans get kind of halted. I had the afternoon to be able to do stuff when we tried to do that, but really... The reality was was trying to keep the house tidy, making sure I go shopping, like trying to figure out the kids' playdates. They have different friends that they want to hang out with and stuff. And so the summer just kind of like skidded by. And I only had a couple of parents, as far as I know, upset with me. I had one grandma who was upset that I wasn't nurturing her child enough. And I had spent the entire three hours with her child trying to nurture him. But apparently that's not good enough. It's always women. I don't want to diss on women because I love women. But it's never fathers who are upset with my coaching. It's always mums and grandmas. I definitely will be the first one to say that I don't cotton ball kids. I wouldn't say I'm a super kind coach. I would say that I'm fair and firm and fun. You know, I'm, I think I'm a pretty awesome coach, actually. I don't take any mucking around, you know, and I guess for some people that is not nurturing enough. But whatever, for the most part, I had kids that did really well and parents that were really pumped. I had one parent that came and uh, yelled at me. And I got to respect that. This one grandma, she went behind my back and talked to my boss about it. And kudos to this parent that just came up to my face and laid it out to me because, you know, she's taking matters into her own hands and wants to tell me her feelings. And so I got to give her props for that. That didn't go well, but... (laughs) 
she was not happy with me. She, but her son ended up going in another group, having the time of his life. And so I think when it comes to mountain biking, you got to have fun. It's too hard and too much of a suffer fest for you not to have fun. And so we agreed that her son should go in the other group and she just didn't like the way that I was, I guess, as a person. And I can't change who I am as a person. And so her son had the time of his life in the other group. And so that's awesome. And she does not like me. (laughs) Some things, guys, my accent can't account for. And sometimes my winning personality with the accent doesn't fly with some people. And it did not fly with this (laughs) mum. But her kids still had a good experience. And that's what it's all about. July 4th week is a holiday week. It's where they celebrate America and their independence. And so we told all of the kids, because Yuki had a job, Takeshi mows lawns, so he's got a job a couple of days a week. And then Masaru was working two jobs. He was working for BSU, also coaching mountain bike camps for kids. And he was awesome he said that he was not as mean as me and so he was a way better coach than me and the kids loved him I mean he does wheelies and he does huge big jumps off cliffs and stuff plus he's got his mullet and he's just a cool dude so of course he's a cooler coach than what I am right and so he was doing that and then he was also working another job and then Yuki was with me as well and so we told them all we're like listen July 4th week that belongs to the Nakaya family so take it off so everyone took it off and we took off up the side of Idaho and went all the way up and came around and were in parts of Montana and came back down around Now the trip, we got a Sprinter van. I don't know if I've told you guys that, but we've been looking for about a year for the right price and we finally got one and Drew did it all up and this was her maiden voyage for camping, like full-fledged camping, using the shower, like everything. I mean, we had taken her out and on trips and stuff, but not a camping trip, like not what she was made for and she was made for this. Now, our Sprinter van, her name is Bella. Bella is the mum that adopted Ricky Baker on Hunt for the Water People. And so her name is Bella. So when we, we name all of our vehicles. So when we talk about Deborah, that's the Land Cruiser. Bella, that's the Sprinter van. Janice, that's the little. <laughs> Are you guys judging me right now in our family? Janice is the little green truck and then Kitty Softpaws is the Kiwi bus, so which is our, our minivan. So yes, we have four cars. Yes, that's ridiculous. Yes, I feel embarrassed about that. Drew reassures me. He's like, they all have a purpose, babe. It's not as if we just have four cars. They all have a purpose. The little truck is good for jobs and it's good on gas and then the minivan for the family the sprinter van for camping and he'll never let go of the land cruiser I'm like well why don't you sell the land cruiser then and it's like I punched him in the face he's never going to sell that land cruiser so whatever man so we take off up the side of Idaho and it is beautiful I mean guys I can't even describe to you in the English language or any language how beautiful it was taking off up the west side of Idaho. It was amazing. And some of the 
just the most serene and epic sceneries. And I've seen a lot of really good stuff and still continue to see good stuff. And this was part of it. Now, the Sprinter van decided that it was going to start kind of acting up. And it turns out the turbo wasn't doing what it was supposed to. We didn't know that until like maybe a couple of weeks ago. So what she would do is she would go and then she would kind of go limp and she wouldn't do much. So we would turn the van off and turn it back on and then she would start right up. We were supposed to go up to Glacier National Park, but we took that out of our trip because we didn't want to be out in the middle of nowhere and something more go wrong. We got her looked at in Montana and they said, it's just some wiring, it should be okay. So we decided instead of going all the way up to Glacier, coming down and taking the east side back into Stanley, like back home. And it was awesome. We went rafting with our friends, the Dennings and Stanley. They belong to the River Company. So if you ever need some epic rafting experiences, the River Company in Stanley, Idaho is the place for you. They're amazing, awesome people. And if you're going to spend money on rafting, you should spend it with them. They are good people and deserve all the money they get. And we had a great time there and it was just beautiful. But the one thing that I learned from that trip, guys, that I wanted to share is everything that I saw just was being what it was meant to be. The trees, the rocks, the rivers, the sky, the clouds, the moon, the sun, everything. I would sit there and I was in awe of the beauty that I was witnessing in my eyeballs and it came flooding over me the beauty of just being what you're meant to be. Those rocks are just doing their job. They're just being rocks. That river is just flowing where it's supposed to flow. Those trees, the leaves, the mountains, the sky, they just are. No excuses, even if I was there witnessing it or not, they would still be there doing their thing without a care in the world, just being. And that was a really powerful message for me to know and relate to myself, to just be, to just be me for nobody else, for nothing else, but just to be me. If someone's watching or not, who am I and what am I meant to be? And I know I'm meant to be amazing and I already am and I think that as I learn how to love myself and as I learn what that means then being me makes sense and being me feels right because I think when you're pretending to be something that you're not it doesn't sit right right now sometimes we have to pretend that we're okay we can't be a jerk or anything Sometimes we're at a party or we're in a place that we don't want to be in, so we have to put on a happy face for a second. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the essence of who we are. And nature spoke to me that trip and sent me the message of just be, just be you. And I loved that message that I got so much that I wrote a talk about it and shared it with some people at church. It was really special for me to be able to be a part of nature with my family and my kids and for us to enjoy each other. We actually really enjoy each other. We fight. There was fights in the van. I'm not gonna say there weren't. There was. 
but for the most part, we had an epic time together. We saw salmon diving into the waterfall as they were swimming upriver. I don't think I've seen that before, or any of us, I'm not sure. That was amazing to see that. We were in awe. We saw this cluster of butterflies. I don't know what they were doing, maybe mating or something. And that was epic. We saw the snake caught up. We went to hot pools. Now, we went to two different sets of hot pools. One set had naked people at them, so that was nice for Masaru and Takeshi. <laughs> Takeshi was making a big deal of it. He was um, he was uncomfortable. And we're like, he kept talking about it. And we're like, dude, you need to shut up right now and not like be talking about these people being naked fortunately there were two different hot pools and so they were up the top doing their naked thing and we were down the bottom and they didn't come down to the bottom and jump in with us naked so that was like super nice of them and then the other hot pools actually it was written that there was going to be more likely to be naked people at that one and there wasn't everyone had clothes on and we had an amazing time there I actually collected a lot of driftwood and beautiful rocks because I wanted to make some hanging art. Ask me if I've touched that since coming back. This is what happens when you're out in nature and you're away from your house and you're having the time of your life. You get creative, right? And you start thinking, oh, I can do this and this. And that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can make these beautiful things and then you come home and hit the ground running and that creativity gets stomped out because you have so many other things hitting you in the face and that makes me sad. But one day I'll be able to go back to that driftwood and those rocks and I'll start making myself some creative stuff and it'll be awesome. So that trip was truly amazing. I'm grateful that, that Bella took us all the way there and home. We got her in, got her turbo figured out and she's getting a little bit of work done on her and she should be good as gold from here on out for us to be able to continue to do our sprinter van camping dreams. Mountain biking season started up and I want to tell you that it is a lot of work. Drew is the head director of the mountain bike team and he puts in hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work into that that nobody knows about, just him and me. And I think that what he does for the team is monumental for making this team what it is. We also have a buddy, the Chandlers, Aaron, he's the head coach and he does a absolute fantastic job of running the coaches and the rides and the kids and we couldn't do it without him he's amazing and his wife and I and us four have this mountain bike dream team text thread where we solve all the world's problems <laughs> and it's awesome so that started uh, July 1st meeting with the kids and doing all of those and practicing in the heat and doing all of that as well and so that is three practices a week so that is a lot and we have the three kids Masaru, Yuki and Takeshi all on the mountain bike team. Drew's goal this year was to be able to have the fees come down from $200 down to $75 and he did it. His goal next year is to be able to have it go from $75 down to $0 so far it's not looking like that is going to be able to happen so hopefully we'll be able to bring it down to $50 and I'm super proud of Drew for 
trying to figure that out and he worked on the mountain bike trailer as well and it's just been really really busy guys the kids have friends over we love their friends love being a part of them we want to be the house that kids feel safe at and that they can help themselves to food and that they can have fun and relax we want our house to be a safe space for all of our children's friends and that takes time that means I need to be cleaning I need to be baking cooking I need to be present I need to be fun I need to not be present too just to make sure that that runs smoothly and I don't mind it at all someone said to me why do you do this just tell them to go home for dinner and I'm like if they go home they won't come back plus children can feel when they're welcomed and when they're not And if you tell them to go home at dinner time, which you're free to do, but for me, if you tell them to go home, even if we're running into dinner, then they know that they're not welcome to stay and eat your food. Pretty much that's the message you're sending them. And there was a quote from one of our church leaders and he said, you keep your cupboards full of food and your fridge stocked up and you let those kids come out and stay at your house. And I know some people don't have much money and so I'm sure that's different for them. But Drew and I can keep our fridge stocked up and our cupboards stocked up so that children can feel like they're welcome at our house and they can help themselves to whatever food they want. And that's what we try to do. But that takes work, right? So coming back around to some of the school stuff, we also have had a little bit of news about some of the kids' friends who are experiencing mental health issues such as cutting and facilities for eating disorders and maybe having to be on a feeding tube and just different stuff and that's made me acutely aware guys that our teenagers need love they need understanding they need us to be there for them they need hugs they need us to judge less talk listen more it's crazy out there guys for these teens it's between social media which my kids don't have Masaru has Instagram and we're we put it back on his phone for 20 minutes a day and we are seeing how that's going for him because he has to figure out how to have that right Yuki doesn't have it and it's tough out there because they're being told what they're supposed to look like be like I don't know it's just really really tough and I've been re-reminded in the last couple of weeks that we need to be kind aware we need to fight for girls to be able to be who they are and the bodies they're in that they need to be allowed to look the way that they look Yuki and I were having a conversation and she was saying I love the way that I look and I'm like yeah that is pure genetics girlfriend so what you should be doing is you should be thanking me and your father because the way you look has nothing to do with anything you did and everything to do with your genetics that got handed down to you and she was laughing and she's like well thank you mum." but in all seriousness I wish that we would see it more like that like pure genetics your body is what it is as we intuitively eat the foods that we feel like and we listen and we trust ourselves and our bodies that is the body that we have period and if this message could be given to our girls and boys too then we would see a healthier happier more inclusive less restrictive teens and it's so so hard I'm so proud of these teenagers and who they are and the battle that they're fighting and 
I feel bad that their self-worth is being targeted on a daily basis and shame on social media and anything that we have done to contribute to them feeling as if they're not enough the way that they are. And we don't mean to do it. None of us mean to do it, but we can fight for it. We can make sure that we don't have magazines around that have these 1% body type that no woman can get. We can make sure we don't have those around. Get rid of them. We can make sure that we don't talk smack about our own bodies, right? Or about ourselves. That's one thing that I'm continuing to work on is making sure that I don't talk badly about myself. And that's really hard. That's a tough habit to break. But I need to retrain my brain to know that I love myself and that I trust myself and as I speak positively about myself only, this is how I can make changes for myself and for my children. So if you hear me speak like that, call me out on it and say, Melissa, I just am so proud of these kids. They need to be so strong and they need us in such amazing ways. And if we are not present, then we will miss opportunities to be able to fight for them to be who they are, how they are and how they look. But that all comes from us being okay with how we are ourselves, right? I know that I'm not perfect. I'm still volunteering at the safe house for these women and had an amazing visit with them last week. And it was such a beautiful talk with who they are. When I surround myself with people that are trying and are like-minded, it helps me to be able to feel as if I can do it and I can wake up and continue to do what I need to do. I had one of my girlfriends, she got a full-time job, Natalie, and and I miss her. So I'm getting less and less girlfriends that can hang out with me during the day because, and I'm proud of them, but they're choosing to go back to work full-time, which is awesome, but that's been an adjustment for me to, we usually hang out the first day of school when our kids go to school and she was literally at school. So everyone can feel sorry for me that I lost another friend to life. (laughs) But I think it's amazing that women get a choice whether they want to work or not and men have a choice whether they want to work or not. Sometimes, sometimes we don't get a choice. But I think it's awesome that Natalie gets to choose whether she wants to work or not. And she chose to work and she's going to be amazing out there in the workforce. And they're lucky to have her. And I got to get over it. I'm still teaching in my church calling. And I'm still subbing the seminary at the high schools. And I love that. We booked tickets to go to New Zealand this Christmas. And we finally got that set up today where we got our refund sorted out. And we're able to book tickets. And it's official We are going home to New Zealand as a family this Christmas for a month. And we went around and told all of the teachers at high school and the teachers at junior high and my daughter's teacher at the elementary school. And they've all been completely supportive, very understanding, amazing. A lot of people are like, oh, no, that's not going to it's not going to be okay." And. Every time we go to New Zealand, it's absolutely fine and people have been awesome about it. My kids have just got to work hard to make sure that they do what they need to do before they go home to New Zealand and it's going to be 
Epic. I'm pretty sure my brother from Australia is coming over too, so it'll be the first time our whole family will be together in five years. And I just can't even contain my excitement, guys, to be able to tell you what it means to me to be able to have my whole family over for this Christmas. So when you are celebrating Christmas, be grateful and know that I'm having the time of my life and that it's going to be like beautiful. But I'm sure I'll tell you guys about it when I'm over there. Who knows, maybe I'll be able to get my one of my other sibling stories while I'm over there. We'll see. I'm so excited to be able to introduce more of the country to my family. We're going to go float the Whanganui River with my brother and his wife and, and the kids' cousins, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. I know I don't have to convince you about how beautiful New Zealand is and how much it means to our family to be able to go home. We've been blessed to be able to afford to go home. This is why when you come to my house, there isn't nice furniture and there isn't a magazine-worthy house, but it's homey and it is what it is because I guess we spend our money on different things. I've seen some beautiful houses out there and people shop and thrift store and can make something beautiful out of nothing. That is not me. We have talked about that. And so my house is very homey, but a lot of our money gets spent on mountain bikes (laughs) and tickets to New Zealand (laughs) and apparently vehicles to get us to be able to go around and see the country and do stuff. So apparently that's what we spend our money on. We spend money, just not on, I mean, I'm not spending it on makeup or clothes or shoes or anything or nails or not that those are bad things, okay, but we're definitely spending it. So everyone spends their money where they want, right? And we are definitely spending our money on uh, this New Zealand trip, that's for sure. Been do mountain biking over there. It's going to be amazing. Just like looking forward to it. At the beginning of the year, Yuki said to one of her friends, I can't wait to go to the beach. And they're like, oh, yeah, when are you going to the beach? And she's like, this December when I go home to New Zealand. And they're like, what? That's ages away. <laughs> she's been dreaming of it this whole time and she's still talking just the other week she was saying man I just can't wait to be in New Zealand and just be with everyone so my kids are really looking forward to it and my family haven't seen them and I mean we have social media I mean they get to see them they know what they look like but just being able to be there in real life is going to be amazing you know and so we're looking forward to being able to do that this year as well so that's pretty much it that's me and why I've been gone and what I've been up to and so I'm excited to have my next guest on it's one of my friends from New Zealand and I really want him to tell his story and I'm going to reach out to him and have him do that for episode 32 I'm excited and his story is really awesome this month is suicide awareness month and so it seems fitting that I have his story on there hopefully I can have his story I think you'll love it you know that that's a place that's close to my heart since my father committed suicide so whatever we can do to raise awareness of suicide and to help each other with these feelings is very important and close to my heart suicide affects so many of us in so many different ways that to be able to fight against that in any way that we can is important to me. I appreciate you being here with me. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I have a few people that listen to every episode and I love them for it. That's so nice of them to do that. I appreciate it so much. So until next time, ka kite anō aoi